Welcome and thank you for tuning into Organon, the podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data insights and change. Tarot cards have been used for centuries for people seeking answers and seeking spiritual guidance. Some believe in it, while others think it's BS and they don't believe in it. On this episode, we explore why people seek guidance from tarot readings and who knows maybe on this episode we'll get some answers to some of the tough life questions we have in life and in general and in our careers we invite you to join our table let's discuss recording from new york we have myself carl and jasmine and recording from los angeles today we have hey there casey casey take it away Just call me Psychic Casey. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a guilty confession to make. And um, I've been using tower cards for over, I would say, 10, 12 years now. Um, And I've always before, like, felt ashamed that I would tell people I do tower card readings. But I wanted to, you know, spend a good episode this this time talking to you about how I use tower cards on my daily life. And dispel the myth that we might have. Because, um, uh, as you know, all mental illness is a huge component on, you know, that everyone's dealing with. And there are a lot of different ways to get answers. And I want, um, one way to do it is to look at tower cards and find answers, um, that would help you on your everyday life. Like for me, I do it like daily. And it, uh, for me, is a huge, like, stress reliever and it's a huge calming effect. So, I want to have that conversation today and see you and explain like the misconceptions or like things you might have about it. Cool. So I'll start off by saying that I've always avoided tarot readings. And in my 30 some years of life, I'm giving the mystical Casey Shap the opportunity to read me. The only cards, <laughs> the only cards I touched were Pokemon cards. So uh-huh. this is pretty new for me. And it comes from a combination of just being very distant to the whole tarot slash fortune teller thing because of, um, you know, the religious beliefs that were bestowed upon me for most of my life. So I've kind of just, you know, sat back. So I would put myself in one of those don't believe in it category. But now that you mentioned, Casey, about the tarot readings, how like you, I don't know the mechanics behind it, but, you know, you do it. And then you feel better or you have feel like you have some sort of guidance or something like that. And for me, it wasn't tarot cards when I was a kid, but maybe doing something like flipping a coin. So I would be like, oh, you know, I need to make this decision. You know, Mm -hmm. God, if if I have if I should do this, (laughs) please let it land on heads. If I should do that, I should, you know, please let it be tails. And I would flip it and Mm -hmm. then the coin would decide for me. So I I guess I can equate it to something similar. Um, but you know, not as simplified as my coin flipping example, but, um, you know, we'll see. Okay. So there are two points that you made that I want to like bring it out. The first thing is, um, tower card is not about fortune telling. Though some people use it for divination, that's what they call it. The main goal of it is not for divination, it's to help you find answers. So, Um, The second thing is you're absolutely right about looking for meanings in things that are beyond your control, like flipping a coin. And the thing about that is people have been doing that forever, not just a tower card. Um, uh, And 
Sorry, guys. I'm hearing like a lot of noise from your end. Unless <laughs> you're like really back feet. Is it like. It's Jasmine's laptop. Do you hear it now? Yeah, it's gone now. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Sorry. No worries. The tarot cards um, were firing up. That's what's happening. The signs were calling me distracting noise. <laughs> um, the second thing is we all look for meanings in, in things that are beyond tower cards. Like um, like you saw, you see a sign or you see red color. It makes you do something or or synchronicity or you know deja vu moments. Like these are the things that intuitively we just do. You know, like why did you when you first met Jasmine, how what was about her that like drawn to you? You know, was it the look or was it just like the first initial impression? A lot of this information we do unconsciously, we picked up. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the thing is, we create all meanings regardless. Mm-hmm. A, so one person might look at the same card differently from another person. It's just the meaning from the card. So that's one thing to figure out. And you should always be skeptical of all this stuff because mm-hmm. if it doesn't work for you, then that means it doesn't work for you. But it, when you look at when you do over time, it actually really gives you a cool answer. Okay, what do you yeah. think about tarot cards, Jasmine? I've actually, I mean, I've I've been to like like one of those psychic people that read your, <laughs> but you know that was. I was like, oh, let's just do it. And I did it with, like, friends. Um, uh-huh. And and then I noticed that, like, if they look at your hands a lot or they'll look at, like, your gestures. And so, like, that was, some, like, if my friend had a ring, I'm like, take it off, take it off. Because then the focus I, w- I would see would be, like, they look at, like, cues. Like, basically, like, how you're dressed or things that you say when they ask you a question and then they make and they look at the cards. But it was a very long time ago. But I've always said I'm I'm always open to new things and exploring new things. But there's just some uh-huh. things that like you know if I I just trust my gut. I'm like let me try this, and then if I don't if I don't feel comfortable, then I'm like okay, then it wasn't for me. But you know I feel that everybody should have the opportunity to try whatever they feel comfortable with, and be yeah. op- and be open yeah. about it. Like if you know if you all go with an open mind. Then you're uh, you can you can really enjoy the process. If not, then it's you know it's not for you, and that's totally respectable. Yeah, and like another thing is, um, I don't want to blame the church for this, but when the church became powerful in the in the Middle East, they they classified a lot of things that the devil or paganism or evil. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of pagan traditions were categorized as evil because it didn't fit into that doctrine. And, you know, like, for example, Christmas, um, what was it? It was originally a pagan tradition. Yeah. That, um, you know, they, and then, you know, the idea of like, um, uh, that the god is a pan, the god being like a devil, being associated with a devil, and the pitchfork was associated with the devil, and all those are pagan religions. I'm not an expert in that, but what I do remember is a lot of things that are taken out of context that we consider today as bad or like, you know, mystic occult it has a negative connotation. But for thousands of years before Christianity, people used that to guide them through their everyday activities. Right. Mm. And who knows what it'll be in like the next 10, you know, or, or like a couple thousand years too. So it's all humanity unfolding and developing new beliefs over time. 
Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I want to tell you that different people use the cards differently. Um, so, for example, the way me and my friends do it is, for us, it's more like a storytelling. So you come with the answer, and then we flip the card, and then we look at patterns in the cards or things that resonate in the cards, and then you talk about it, and then we provide like an outside view, and you provide your context. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'll give you an example the other day that I did the reading on myself. And I and um, I thought it was, I wanted to understand, one of my questions was, I, this year I made a, a promise to myself that I would be single. And I wanted to know like what what that entails, like what what that looked like and if if that was a silly idea to say, okay, I'm not gonna date for a whole year and focus on my career or or like am I like cutting myself short? And the two cards that I pulled up was uh you guys can't see if I can show you guys. One of them is is about like water and receptivity. And the whole theme of that card was the idea that you have to listen to your yourself, know when to stop and know when to go, and like be like a water where you're always flowing. Um, and then the second card is the lovers, and his idea that you know like we are made of love and we're always connecting. And when a relationship ends, that doesn't mean it's the end of love. It's still a love that's going. In reality, when we're loving someone, you're loving yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's a journey of love. And those cards. So the ones that I keep thinking over and over, it's like, oh, okay, that means like to me, that means that um, I'm making an either or decision whether or not to be single. But the real intention is I just have to tap into the energy of love, and that means I have to start with loving myself first, and the mate will come along later. But it's mm-hmm. all about like it's reminding me to listen to what I'm feeling. Hmm. So that's like like a reading. Cool. Yeah. All right. So then I guess. Maybe we can do this. So how do I how do I ask the tarot cards? <laughs> do I have to summon the the tarot spirit or? No, no, no. Because I'm seeing what you. I'm doing with you. So it's a collaborative process, you know. So you and I are doing it together. So there are, usually there are two types of reading that I, I do, and we both we can use both of them. The first one is called the Osho Zen Tower Deck, and it's a beautiful illustration. A card, and it has um, 72 cards. All tower cards have 72 cards. I think 72 is 78. The first four, the first 14 cards are what they call major arcanas, which are like a theme within themselves, like the human development from zero to 14. And then the, there are four suits that each have different um, kind of themes. Like in in Osho Zen, they they approach the tower from a Buddhist perspective. So for them, it's about like natural environment so like earth water wind rock so Mm -hmm. they focus on that kind of element and each of the 14 cards follow those patterns so like water is about intuition earth is about being grounded and Mm -hmm. and that kind of really cool stuff um so the first card is a zen buddhist perspective and the second card um is a traditional tower deck but it's more of a modern twist it's called the fountain deck and it has it's more about if you want to find out um, the, the what, like what you need to do. Like it's it's very it's really good for letting you know like what's happening right now. Like mm-hmm. thing you can see, 
The second card is more about like the why, like how things are unfolding that you don't not necessarily aware of that are influencing you. Okay. Yeah. Where where do you want to start with? Let's start with the why deck. <laughs> the why? That's so interesting. You picked that. I would think you want to do the what because you're very like uh, driven. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah, he's Perception. stepping outside the comfort zone. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> You're growing. Good job, Carl. <laughs> um, okay, Carl. So I'm going to be shuffling the card for you. And while I'm shuffling the card, why don't you tell me an issue roundabout that you're thinking of, you know, you're trying to solve and you've been ruminating a lot and think of an issues where you wake up, you think a lot about it and you're trying to find a solution and, you know, you've asked a lot of people about, but it just kind of feels like stuck. You feel stuck. Fine. So since we're being all mystical today on this episode, I'll share. <laughs> Did you drop some cards? Yeah, I got your first theme. Keep going. Okay. I can. Uh, so let's describe it like a shooting star, right? Okay. Have you ever seen a shooting star before? No. No? Okay. So when you're looking into the sky, you see a shooting star, and then it's usually um, like almost about the same, um, the same speed throughout, which is, you know, what happens. You just see it pass by, and it's, it's like a constant speed. But, um, and at one point in my career, I felt like I was a shooting star, right? Like I'm going really, really fast, ascending really, really fast, like a rocket. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then the thing about the shooting stars is that when when you're looking at it, it'll you'll see the streak of light, and then all of a sudden the light will like disappear. Uh-huh. But in in my case, I feel that the shooting star has gone really fast, and then you, ooh, it kind of like slowed down. That's not to say that it's not still going, but it has slowed down because mm-hmm. some of the work that I was involved in previously involve like you know deciding on how um science you know on who would receive scientific grants 19 million Mm -hmm. bucks you know boom Mm -hmm. i was a part of that and that's something that's very like high level and it's Mm -hmm. something that i was involved in many years ago now i feel like i'm starting to get more involved in things that i was when i was a little bit more on the entry level side and I say uh-huh. entry level because at this point I was I was hoping to be a little farther up. Uh-huh. So are you feeling a sense of uh like restlessness? Are you feeling like you're kinda um Frust- disappointed? Frust- frustration would be the best word to describe it, I'd say. Okay, and like what are the frustrations like the frustrations the frustration is mainly that perhaps as a result of some of the decisions that i've made uh-huh. that i've ended up where i am now instead of being farther along uh okay okay so um it's like what do you hope to get from this I'm hoping to get the answer of why so that I can <laughs> get some additional information from these mystical tarot cards, which can <laughs> potentially shed light 
on why this shooting star has slowed down. Okay. So while you were talking, <laughs> three cards fell out of the deck. And usually when it falls out, that's the, the message. So there, we're going to start with three. But the first card, what we call it, the theme of your topic, right? I'm going to show you here. And this card is has a picture of an old man and he's playing with a bug like a praying mantis mm -hmm. and around him you see flowers f like flowing and he's very happy and jovial and the theme of this card is called innocence so when you see this card what jumps out to you just like pictures or like anything what make you feel the beard of the old man because the beard? Okay. This, because this pose that the man it has uh -huh. resembles my like my ancestor from the 1800s who was uh -huh. a um, a physician, uh -huh. a pathologist, a professor, uh -huh. and a politician yeah. at the same time. So that's why sort it of like someone of. who's a master as what he does. The yes. old man here. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you see, Jasmine? I, I see um, joy in his eyes. He yeah. he has like little wrinkles around his eyes which show that he's he's smiling and his mouth is open. So uh -huh. you could tell, you know, that he was he's either um, talking or taking a deep breath but smiling and he's holding mm -hmm. um, is it like a grasshopper? grasshopper? Yeah, he's holding Yeah, like Mhm. Mm yeah. He's holding the grasshopper, but his thumb is open. So when his thumb is open, it shows that he's huh. he's relaxed, I would say. Wow, um, but, yeah. But yet yeah. his hand is holding a chair. His uh, his left hand is holding a chair, but his uh -huh. right hand is open. So uh -huh. one hand is is tight holding the chair, like there's security. Uh -huh. But yet uh -huh. the left, um, the right hand is uh -huh. is the one with holding the grasshopper that's open. So mm -hmm. it's like security versus, um, you know, just a sense of like oh. opening up. What? Ooh, theme here. Security versus opening up. Okay, we're going to go back to that, that one. <laughs> you just got the thing. Oh, and I love flowers and I draw flowers uh -huh. all the time. So I see yeah. that there's, 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 um, there's flowers. So it also could mean that it's spring or, you uh -huh. know, it's definitely not fall. Or, yeah, uh -huh. it's definitely either, like, spring because, you know, or after spring, like, probably, like, right. early, late spring, like, there's flowers blooming. So, uh -huh. it shows um, change. It's, like, a good change, mm -hmm. not a bad change. Like, flowers are basically, symbolically, it's, like, the fruition of something coming and it's fruiting, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's budding. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys hit on all the good points. I'm just adding a few more. So you see this man in this card, he almost like radiates a childlike wonder around the world. And when you get this card, the theme of this card is to remind you to enjoy life like a child. Um, this guy is very playful in communicating with the praying mantis on his finger as if two of them the best of friends. Oh, Sierra's agree. Yeah, Sierra, I know. Come here, baby. Um... And the pink flower cascading around him represents a time of letting go, relaxing, enjoying the sweetness. Um, it's almost like he experienced life as a child, but he's not childish. 
and the innocence of the child is a beautiful uh, is a beautiful ignorant to it um this card reminds you, you now like um what jasmine was saying like holding on too tight that you're placing way too much distrust and doubt into what's happening right now and that's threatening who you are as a person and just remember that life is ever-changing it's wonderful and you should enjoy the moment so this is like your theme this is the theme of your entire situation mm-hmm. there's something that like the the issue will circumvent around it i'm just gonna read a little bit from what the card means zen says that if you drop knowledge and within knowledge everything is included your name your identity everything because this has been given to you by others if you drop all that has been given by others, you will have a totally different quality to your being, a sort of innocence. This will be a crucifixion of the persona, the personality, and there will be a resurrection of your innocence. You will become child again, reborn. Deep. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, what, what thing jumped out to you? Because each, each message has different things for people. After? Huh? Well, after? after? Well... I would say that, you know, just because I had noticed that he was holding the chair in his left hand, but it made me uh-huh. realize that if he were to let go of it, which uh-huh. represents the stable part, he would uh-huh. have an open hand to catch the petals falling around him. Ooh, letting on or letting go, holding on or letting go, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the next card that fell, I before I tell you, I want to describe it. Okay, so you see this person <laughs> being balanced between two ledge, and he's about to fall, but he's the the fall looks really deep. And the theme of the card called schizophrenia, schizophrenic. What do you see about this card? I see two birds flying over, seeing somebody that they can't help. Okay. Because no matter so like no matter what, yeah. Because <laughs> Sierra's not on this episode. <laughs> well, just to continue to describe the card, it was a um a, a man, right? It's a man. Is the man naked? Yes, right. Uh huh. Okay, so he's naked. And he's holding on to one edge of like a cliff with uh-huh. his hands and then the other with his feet. And uh-huh. um, it makes me it makes me realize that the only possible way that he could be in that position is if he were standing on the right edge, uh-huh. trying to get to the left edge. And then now he's uh-huh. like stuck in between two. It's parts. Like almost like decision choices he made. And now he's in decision, a state of indecision. Yeah, because if he lets go of uh-huh. the hands, there's no way that he yeah. can pick himself up. But if he right. lets go of what he walked away from, there's a chance that he might make it. But he can't really move anywhere because he's stuck between places. But if he if he lets if he drops his feet, he'll at least have a chance. Hmm, okay. What do you think, Jasmine? I see that one side of is red and the other side is green. So uh-huh. for me, like the red means that it's like weight or pain to that's still burning. And then the uh-huh. green is 
happens when he like green means go and uh-huh. he's facing <gasps> towards the green. So yeah. in a sim looking at um semiotics theory, you know, uh-huh. colors and signs and symbols. Yeah. That's what it tells me that he's full force facing green. So he's uh-huh. moving towards um going. And I feel uh-huh. that the clouds are um a part that's letting him know that there's cushion that even though there's a fall that uh-huh. the the clouds will be there as a cushion um and the i don't know what type of birds they are but i'm going to assume uh-huh. that maybe they're they're cro- they're like crows or something they're just looking and lurking they're there uh-huh. to hopefully um as he's in the cushion which are the clouds uh-huh. the yeah. the birds will be able to pick him up from that cushion and move and move him forward Okay. So um this card represents the internal conflict of the situation they're dealing with. So internal conflicts are usually things are hap- influence your decision but you're not necessarily aware of it's happening and they're contributing to the problem that you're unable to look at. So what this card reminds you is look at what is it that's holding you back from moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to read to you this card. Um the man on this card brings a new twist to the old idea of getting stuck between a rock and a hard place. But we are precisely at this point of situation when we get stuck in indecisive and dualistic aspects of the mind. So I let you go so I let go my arms and fall head forward or should I let my legs go and fall feet forward? Should I go there or should I say yes or no? And whatever decision we make, we will always wonder if we have made the right decision or we should have gone the other way. The only way out of this dilemma is, unfortunately, to let go of both situations. You can't work your way out of this one by solving it, making lists of pros and cons, or any other way of working with your mind. Because better follow your heart if you can find it. If you can't find it, then just jump. Your heart will start beating so fast that you will make no mistake of where it is. Mm. Man is split. Schizophrenia is a normal condition of man, at least now. It may not always be so in the primitive world, but centuries of conditioning, civilization, culture, and religion have made man a coward, divided, split, contradictory. But because the split is just his nature, deep down, somewhere hidden under unity, will will still survive. Because the soul of man is of one, all conditioning at the most most destroyed the periphery of the man. But the center remains untouched. That's how man continues to live. But life has become a hell. The whole effort of Zen is how to drop the schizophrenia, how to drop the split personality. How to drop the divided mind of man. How to become undivided, integrated, centered, crystallized. Hmm. You don't have a... um, You cannot even utter a simple word yes with a totality. In In this way, happiness is not possible. Unhappiness is a natural consequence of a split personality. Hmm. What do you think? What, What jumped out? Well, my focus at first was on the man, but uh-huh. then the more you talked about what the card represented, it it brought more attention to the clouds, and it made me realize that 
it's a cliff, right? Uh-huh. It's yeah. a cliff, and we don't know what's below the clouds, but there's only one way out of that. Yeah. It's scary. You have to let go. Yep. And, um, yeah, that's the part of doing it. Okay, yep. so let's recap. The first card that you pulled was called Innocence. Mm-hmm. What do you think that card means for you? Like a first, just like like a quick word. Don't have to think much. Just say that. Just letting go of complexity and just being, okay. you know, like relaxed. Relaxed. Okay. What That's was the second card? You do. <laughs> yeah, it's not something that I do. <laughs> <laughs> what about the second card? It, it internal influence that influences it. What What is it telling you? Like just quick, quick, quick. That there's only one way out. Which is to let go. Right. Okay. All right. Here's the third card. This is the external influence. And here is a very beautiful card. Um, Oh, by the way, before I go back to the second card, the third card. uh, Remember when I told you about tower cards having themes? And and, and, in this Buddhist perspective, um, you have gray, which is clouds. That's why this card is the clouds. Is two of clouds, and the number two has a significance, which is it's um, two uh, tower cards are based on Kabbalic and ancient Egyptian and all the ancient philosophies mm-hmm. and number, especially numerology. So in numerology, the number two is about a dualistic, like one and two. So first you have zero, which is nothing, and you have one, which is the beginning, like, and then two you have a dual, like Adam and Eve, like two things. Mm-hmm. So in this card, when you have a two of clouds, that's really talking about like, this is your beginning step of understanding more about your mental mind model. Mm-hmm. And your mental mind model right now is about dualistic, should I stay or should I go? I need to do this or that. It's an either or way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So this card reminds you that you're you're focusing way too much on either or and there's a third option that you're not thinking about. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, okay, the third card is five, and the blue represents water. Tell me, describe this card. Well, at first, when you flashed it the very first time, I uh-huh. thought that it was someone who was holding up maybe a painting. But uh-huh. now that I look at it, uh, can uh-huh. you can you show me? Okay. Closer. So it looks like uh, someone who is holding like a, a giant brick in front of their face uh-huh. and they're holding it up like it's though like as though it's very um heavy and there's uh-huh. like a like half of the shape of an egg behind the, uh-huh. the person and uh-huh. it kind of reminds me of like atlas the greek atlas. the greek god that i don't know the whole story blah 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 he holds up the world uh-huh. And I've always... He has the world on his shoulder, Atlas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of... So then that, okay. I've always said that that's kind of like my favorite Greek mystical person. You have said that. Many times. Of course. Because, because you like to hold on to things. Well, it's not... It's not... Um, it's not holding on to things. It's, hold, <laughs> it's holding them up. Mm-hmm. All holding on to things. So, and that's that's what I see here. There's a bunch of stuff. One side uh-huh. of the one side of the brick is like plain, and then the other side uh-huh. is all painted on, and uh-huh. it looks like a like a work of art, like very complex abstract art. 
Yeah. And whoever is holding this brick, I don't know if on the other side what they're seeing. If they're seeing either a plain gray brick or are they seeing art? Or they're prevented from seeing what's in line in front of them. They can't see it's what's in front of them. It's totally covering. Exactly. Right. Um, what if I tell you that the meaning of this card is clinging to the past? Well, it says it on the bottom. Yes. Clinging to the like, past. That, that, like, <laughs> if you were to card. say that, I would not be surprised. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, well, come on. Like <laughs> Jasmine, what, what were your thoughts when you see this card? I see. Well, what stood out for me was like little, those, they're like shiny stars. Uh huh. Um, they kind of, so when you talked about in the beginning, stars, like mm-hmm. the shooting star. Yeah. So these are yeah. like bright stars that are outside wow. of, uh-huh. um, basically this individual holding this, this brick or this box, I would say. Um, and then what I noticed too is that there's lips. Um, in this, in the, in the box. Yeah. And there's also like, a, it looks like a snake or something coming out of the lips. I don't so know. Lips, ooh, yeah. yeah. It looks like a snake yeah. or, or some sort of like reptile or something coming out. Yeah. Um, and so it just, you know, it's like, it, it talks, like to me, it talks about, um, like lips, um, demonstrate like it's one of the five senses, like you're, you're uh-huh. able to, to speak or taste Uh um and so thinking about that so Mm -hmm. you know i don't know there's like there's that piece to it and then Uh there's there's also like um the there there's like a yellow piece to it that there there's Uh like some yellow pieces and then it looks like they're like dimensional Uh And so I guess the yellow also represents, like, to me, the color yellow and yellow in the dress or the outfit has, the person is wearing, it's like, it has yellow and green. So, Uh like, yellow and green kind of means, like, you're, you're kind of, like, idle in a sense. You're, but it's still light. Yeah. And positivity. You know, I, uh, I've known you guys for a good 10 years now, I think, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I know you personally, so I... I find it really interesting that the way you describe the the card is totally indicative indicative of your personality. So like when Carl describes the card, he's very like focused on the individual or like the thing that's happening right that moment. You know, like the man is about to fall and he's making a decision or the man is holding the praying mantis and he's clinging onto the chair. But when you describe the card, you focus more on like the surrounding and the context. So for you, you're describing the color that he's hanging off of, the flower that's falling in, and the, like the bright stars that surround this card. Like mm-hmm. you always have a very positive look at things, and you always look at it from a contextual perspective. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm more about and, the environment. I feel that yeah, um, yeah. For me, like the environment is is uh-huh. is the most important piece because that's kind of like how you create your home. In your home, you exactly your home base. Yeah. You can create it anywhere, but it has to have certain elements. Right, and Carl's like focus on the end of the actor, like the main person. Yeah, that's, like, doing it. <laughs> am I yeah. getting? Am I reading your personality right, Carl? Huh? Pretty much. Bam. <laughs> I'm in the wrong profession, y'all. <laughs> okay. You should be like, call me now. 
Call me now. Only $9.99 per reading. <laughs> so the figure in this painted card is so preoccupied with clutching her box of memories that she has turned her back on the sparkling champagne glass, the blessings available here and now. Her nostalgia for the past really makes her blockheaded. And a beggar aside, as we can see from her patch and grad clothes, she need be a beggar, of course, but she's now available to taste the pleasures that offers themselves in the presence. It's time to face up to the fact that the past is gone, and any effort to repeat it is sure a way to stay stuck in the old blueprints that you have now already outgrown if you haven't already been so busy clinging to what you already thought that you should have. Take a deep breath, put the box down, tie it up with a pretty ribbon if you must, and bid a fond and relevant farewell. Life is passing by you, and you're in danger of becoming an old fossil before your time. These tenses, past, present, and future, are not tenses of time. They are tenses of the mind. That which is no longer before the mind becomes the past. That which is before the mind is the present. That which is going to be before the mind is the future. The past is what's no longer before you. The future is not yet before you. So at present, which is before you, is slipping out of your sight. Soon it will be the past. If you don't cling, if you don't cling to the past, because clinging to past is absolute stupidity. It's no longer there. So why are you crying for spilled milk? What is gone is gone, and don't cling to past because it's also going, and soon it will pass. Don't cling to the future either, because tomorrow will become tomorrow. Today it will become yesterday. Everything is going to become yesterday. Everything is going out of your hands. Clinging will simply create misery. You will have to let go. I guess that's the consistent theme here: letting go. Letting go. That's what I tell Le- parents all the time at orientation. Yep. Okay. So these cards fell in my hand randomly, and these are the message that's going to you. Okay. What was the first card? Innocence. Enjoying the present. Yes. Mm-hmm. With a sixteen under it, under that. Uh huh. X nineteen, I think. X I X. Okay. Yeah, X I S nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second one is schizophrenia, and that's mine. And what does that tell you? That there's only one way out. Again, consistent message: let go. Okay, and then the third one, the outside external influence that you are aware of. Mm-hmm. That one tells me more, not not that same message of let go, but like at a different level. The uh-huh. first one with the old man was, you can let go and everything will be okay. The uh-huh. second one is, let go and you don't know what's going to happen. And then this uh-huh. one, instead of saying let it go, it's more like put it down. Put it down, yeah, enjoy the champagne. The sparkles are there. Mm-hmm. The one thing that got to me when was the saying is, um, I kept thinking what you were saying before about how when you started work, you did all these accomplishments, and now all the accomplishments gone, and you feel like you're going back to the beginning, and you're like rem- reminiscing the fact that you had this such great grant writing accomplishment before, and now it's no longer. So it's like you're clinging to the accomplishment before. I think what these cards are telling you is maybe it's good that you should not follow what you were successful before. Maybe you're running into a blockage now. There's time to let go and 
do something that you haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, makes sense. It's already okay, an accomplishment, so, so you have to find more accomplishments. That's what yeah. drives you. Yep. Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. Before this bleeding, and now, what is the difference? Like, was this helpful for you? Was it not? Well, yeah, because I think it's it's still interesting because you were, um, like, de- decentralizing the answers part to chance uh-huh. with the cards, right? But then uh-huh. the cards have their unique um, imagery on it, uh-huh. but then also explanations yeah. of what they are. So yeah. then it does help you to reflect on, like, one very specific issue or something like that that you're having and to mm-hmm. describe it through the card. Yeah. To help you and, see it a different way. Yeah, and and like how Jasmine was looking at it, she was focusing more on the context of letting go. And you were more of like instrumental reasons for letting go. But like both of them are still a message of letting go, but in your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, how do you feel? Good. I mean, I already knew that about Jasmine and I, that she's very like abstract- and uh-huh. she's good with analyzing the surrounding, and I'm more focused about what's happening at the moment. Yeah, like technical uh-huh. pieces. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like your situation. Do you feel like you? It's gonna be a lot of thinking. These kind of cards, it takes weeks to think about. It, like it slowly digests and mm-hmm. you get in. But this is how I do my readings, and. I always, always get exactly what I need and the answers. It, it, and I bet you, you already knew this answer already, right? Letting go, not, not letting it affect you. I mean, unconsciously you knew it. Mm-hmm. But when you pull out the cards, it reminds you of what you already know. Right. It's like you put it in your drawer, but then the cards uh-huh. help you to put it back up on top of your desk. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's like perfect way of saying it. Um, and this is what most tower cards readers do mm-hmm. they don't predict the future or say oh oh i see fortune in your life and i see this coming very 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 rarely does that come into reality mm-hmm. and those are like like those charlatans the ones that would you know um that would kind of take advantage of you and i think i, I think i told you this before but i was a victim of that one time when i moved to california i ended up like spending six thousands on her like wasted so much money because I was such an idiot at the time. But it was a good lear- learn life learning lesson. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it always brought me kind of like weary about tower cards. But um, what got to me was it's just how useful it, it, it gives me a new perspective of looking at things. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, great. Thanks for giving me my first tarot reading ever in life. <laughs> like a virgin. <laughs> I lost my tarotinity <laughs> on this episode. Yeah, welcome, child. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> All right. Do Thanks we have so. any any final thoughts before we wrap up the episode? You want to do a question? Like each of us ask the questions. Um. Well, since say... ja- Jasmine, well, she can ask the the bottom line question. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the you know facilitator and participant, uh, what. What is your your takeaway? Your one big takeaway from this experience, virtually. From the experience or from the cards? 
I would say, and you know, your whatever you decide is that one takeaway from your experience. The takeaway is that Casey was like the maestro in the orchestra, and I heard the music that I wanted to hear. Okay. Fair oh, enough. really good! Wow. <laughs> I me with synchronicity because before we did the reading, I told Carl to let that shit go. <laughs> and, and and um the card like every single message about letting go and every time when i get the reaffirmation it makes it makes me feel like okay like sometimes i self i doubt myself in the cards like what like this is really mean that i'm not really really pulling this stuff but the more and more i do it the more i realize like just letting it, the cards speak for self and guiding the other person and um you know like I think everyone should be skeptic about this. Like they shouldn't t- take it as value. But if it if the message in the cards are helping you make decision or make your life better or in some way helping you become that step closer to what you're looking for, I think you should definitely utilize it if it helps you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, great. Thanks for that, uh, team. And now we'd like to turn to our listeners. What do you think? Are there any ideas for what you'd like to hear on the show? If so, drop us a line at infoologyresearchgroup.org and check out our website to learn about our awesome services. If you're interested in donating to our cause, Ology Research Group is a IRS 501c3 nonprofit, so all donations are tax deductible. Until next time. <laughs>